Welcome to Life in the Word. The word, the word, the word. With Apostle Bright, Onokar. Thank you, precious Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Let's go to our text again tonight. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It says God breathes upon every scripture. You know, the way man became a living soul because God... Hallelujah. So when he made man, it was just dust. And God breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul. And God breathes upon his word and he leaves the pages of the book and it becomes a living word in you. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable, it's profitable, profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for reproof. It's beautiful because the Bible tells us that sometimes when the word of God comes, it's for doctrine, which means it's just for teaching what you have never heard before or what you don't know. Can you walk on the human side and just reuse it a bit? Hallelujah. That's what happens when you hear the word of God. Sometimes something new comes to you because God is trying to teach you something. And many times we, because when we get used to a particular way of life or a particular thing or we have been taught something that we were very used to, many times it's very difficult to open up to something that the Spirit of God is trying to teach us. Happens to everybody. Because traditions seem to be very powerful, sometimes even over revelation. And sometimes people will be so loyal to their tradition and vehemently refuse or resist when the move of God is happening in their life. Good example is Peter. Peter was used to the fact that they don't have to mix up with Gentiles. But Jesus has come. And Jesus was doing a new move of the Spirit wherein Gents and Gentiles will become one. And God was no longer interested in the old. All what they have learned and built and kept as this is what we must do. And the Spirit of God was moving. So God gave him a vision. Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, never. Never. I mean, this is the Spirit of God speaking. How a man can resist God when he has a tradition. Never. Not. And the Bible said the thing happened three times. Peter still says no. To tell you how much his tradition was so engraved in his heart that nothing was, not even in my dream, you can't convince me to eat this. Sometimes when God is moving in our lives, one of the difficulties is to break the things we have known. To break what we have been used to. To break what we have held so dear. 
what we have called God, that God is not in it. What we grew up in, you know, growing up as a Christian, there were many things I learned that were not in the Bible. But it was in church. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They did not learn many things in their church that was not in the Bible. And if somebody else wants to say, you know, I met a girl one time, a young girl many years ago, and I was saying something, and I talked about Mary and Mary's other children. And she was like, Mary didn't have other children. I said, ah, you came back to Jesus and I had other male and female children. And the Bible says, it said, I was not taught that in her catechism. And she was so, I said, but look at what the Bible, it's in the Bible, I can show you here. No, what I know, you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes the word of God, when it comes to the Bible, says it's profitable for teaching. For teaching. So God brings us on and sometimes when God, you know, can I tell you something? Personally, I realize that there's some things that God has been trying to move me away from that I have been holding on so dearly. And sometimes I try to move a bit, then I'll go back to it again. Because it's something I've been used to. Used to that this is how God works. This is what God must do. And this is how we do it. And the Spirit of God is trying to say, no, I'm doing something new. So it happens to every one of us. Okay, so don't feel bad if it's happening to you. But you have an opportunity to move on from there. Someone is a praise the Lord. So it says, profitable for what? Doctrine, for teaching, for reproof. So sometimes when it comes, the word of God rebukes us. Sometimes. That's why it's not every time you come to church that the word you hear should make you shout. Sometimes it doesn't make you shout because you don't scold a baby and the baby will be shouting. <laughs> sometimes when we hear the word of God, it puts a kind of rebuke inside of us and God is trying to say something to us. That's why sometimes people lose it and they get angry. They think it's a pastor. I remember years ago we had a service. It was maybe about 2009. We were, were still on um, shield field. Somebody came to church with somebody else and um, I preached. And the person was walking with Pastor Victor. Then we were walking somewhere. And after he went to work the next morning and the person said, your pastor you told your pastor about me. That was why he was preaching with me. And Pastor Victor was like, how did I know you were going to come to church? Because she doesn't come to the church. She only just came for that meeting. So how did I know you would come that day? That he would not be you that would be preaching about. Because the word of God rebukes us. And if you don't understand that the word of God can rebuke you, you get angry with the person. And you almost kill the messenger for the message. Was it the messenger that gave the message? Now Jerry came to me once and said, two people were about to fight. I said, somebody told pastor about another person. Because pastor was preaching a message and he felt that he was preaching about that person. So that person was like, I'm going to fight the other person because that person that told pastor. And I don't even know who they are talking about. I have no clue what was happening. The word of God rebukes us. Right attitude, the Bible says we receive the word of God with what? 
meekness, their grafted one, which is able to save our soul. Not necessarily because God wants to do it. He wants to put you in the best place. So he said, punishment for that is punishment for uh, re, re, uh, reproof for correction. Corrects us for instruction in righteousness. Now verse 8, 7, he said that the man of God may be what? Perfect, complete, capable. The man of God will be prepared, equipped, ready for every good work. Hallelujah. That's what we saw uh, yes, yesterday. And we'll be looking at the word of God concerning the fact that God wants us to enjoy now. Enjoy your today. You know, I realized when I got home, uh, more, more of today, that actually that's what Jesus was saying a lot to us. And we didn't know that. That's what he was actually saying to us. What he said in Matthew chapter number 6, verse 27, the, the amplified version puts it clearly. He says, which of you by worrying can add a little hour, one hour to your life? Then in verse 6, he and which of you by worrying and being anxious can add one what? Unit of measure cubic to his stature or to his span of life. So that's what Jesus was actually saying. When you are worrying about it, and I think if you go down a bit, verse uh, 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 34, okay, 34, put it in 34, give me the NET on 34 and see what it says. It says, So then, do not worry about what tomorrow, for tomorrow we what? Worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. So that's what Jesus was actually telling us about. That why are you not enjoying today and you're worrying so much about tomorrow? Why are you so concerned about what is to be and you miss what is happening now? You are worrying about tomorrow and you miss your today. You see, God is doing something now. Somebody came to my office and was crying in tears because of what was happening in his life. And I said to him, all these things you're worried about, have you asked yourself, is God actually saying anything to me? You might have a situation that you're so worried about that you're fine. And God is not concerned about the situation because he's concerned about you and he's not bothering about what you think is an issue because what you think is an issue, within, sometimes you don't even need to do anything about it. As time just passes, he'll just go on his own. How many know what I'm talking about? When we're coming back, uh, we're talking about time. Then I looked at my time. I said to Pastor Luke, I said, time, time. Do you know how difficult it was when we were told in primary school to calculate time? <laughs> and your brain is messed up. And like they tell you 60 and you're wondering why it's not 100. You know when you draw the circle, you put the hand and you're... And you're just trying to figure it out. 30 seconds. The man went for uh, 20 minutes. And he, not done, he did this for 10 minutes. So how many minutes will it? And it's just messing up your head. And at that stage, you are so worried about getting it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, there's really nothing you have to do. But it's, as you grow up, you just realize that time. What's the time? That now you can even do it in 24 hours. They are not doing 12 hours anymore. You can even say, oh, it's 23 hours. By just, what happened? It was just time that passed. And that's why by the day, I don't worry 
too much about children when they say, oh, he's not doing well in this teacher. Many of them is not what they were ever used in life. Many things you are worried about right now has no bearing in your future. No bearing. I went to secondary school. We were doing maths. I couldn't even finish Pythagoras' story. I don't even know what it is right now. As you are telling me, Pythagoras' theory. I cannot solve it. I don't know what it is. Did I do it in school? Yes. In fact, I went to try further maths. I didn't finish. I, went, I just, what? Further maths. And my head was just, I said, no, you don't need that to enter university, so it's okay. Okay, how many of the maths am I using today? How many did the Pythagoras theory? I want to solve it right now. Now, but for some people, that's important because it becomes their future. But for me, it was nothing because even now, it doesn't make any difference. And there are things you are worried about right now that only with time, you will just walk away from it. And Jesus is saying, why are you so worried? Why are you so anxious? Why are you so disturbed about situations that God already has settled? You think God is planning your life right now? He finished before you were born. You think God is planning it now? You know, that's how we think. We think that as we are praying now, God is just forming our life. <laughs> you, you understand it's as if when you are praying and God is not building your life together. No, he finished it before you, before you came into this world. So before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you. I settled it before you were born. I knew what you would be. We're talking about him looking at 400 years. You think your life's gone. He's not in time. He's outside of time. And God is not in time. That's why people don't understand, okay, who created God? Because in your mind, you are thinking of time. At what, there is one beginning. He doesn't have beginning. It's not there. You are, you are within your beginning and your end. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is outside your time. And you are placed in time and he looks at you and gives you set time. He puts this, this, this. That's what you are coming. All you got to do is understand your times. Children of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do in every season. Understanding your time is what is important to you. You are not forming it. He's already. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. The table is already prepared. He's not trying to prepare you. You are already blessed, 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 blessed. You got to tell yourself, and I'm showing you God's word, and that's what, that's what, you see, there is a preaching of, trying to make you feel good, and there's a preaching of, what exactly it says, and when you know exactly what it says, and what it is, you are relaxed, you walk with confidence, because you just know, that it is in the process of time, it will happen. You see, one of the problems why we are so um, um, a bit afraid or why we worry is because we are used to human beings who do not keep time or do not fulfill things they say. We are used to that. 
And we kind of carry that same attitude to God. So when we are dealing with our father, we think he may not come at the time he said he will come. It may not happen when he says it will happen. What you forget is that any time he comes is the time that it should happen. Because he's never late. He's always on time. So I didn't get the job. Yeah, you are not late. He is not time. It's when he chooses to come. That is your time. You are what I'm saying? Every human being can. Well, we are meeting for 12. You come by 1. Oh, the bus was delayed. Oh, this is where. And you didn't catch up with your time. And you think that, okay, God says I'll come by 2. You think God doesn't know what he's saying. You might be delayed by the bus. So. He may not come when he says he will come. And that keeps us anxious and worried. And like, oh, will it ever happen? Will it ever happen? And God is saying, I have it all settled. I have it all settled. What we are doing is just enjoying him. Enjoying today. Enjoying the present. You know, I was reading Ecclesiastes today and I saw that so, you know, when the Spirit of God is teaching you something, all of a sudden it opens this up again and again in Scripture and just shows you that. Actually, what I'm talking about is all about the Scripture. It's just like you've never been saying it. It's not today. Ecclesiastes 11 from verse 7. Solomon began to say this. He says, truly, the light is sweet. And a pleasant thing it is for the eyes to behold the sun. What he's basically saying is always good when you have a new day. Every day you wake up, enjoy the day. It's a good thing when your eyes behold the sun. It's a new day. Are you following me? Now keep reading. Let's read it. It's not a lot. It says, but if any man leave, can you give me the NET again? I think I love it in the NET. So, if a man lives many years, let him what? Rejoice in them all. Let him remember that the days of darkness will be what? Many. All that is about to come is what? Obscure. Now, I'll read it here. I'll read it the message so you get a better understanding. Now, keep going to the end. Rejoice, young man, while you are young. Rejoice. Rejoice. Stop being worried. You are 20. You are so worried like Life is not going to happen. It says rejoice while you are young. Be happy where you are. Stop all this trauma you are going through. All this crying and weeping of whatever. You didn't pass the exam and so what? Do it again and move on. If you don't want to do it again, do something else. Just rejoice. Be happy. That's what God is saying. That's what he's saying. You know how many people went to school and got his degree, they never worked with it. In fact, many of us are here, we never used it. The degree that you almost died for, you never used it one day. And when you were trying to do it, engineering 303, <laughs> you were almost dying for the engineering. Are you not the one that finished engineering and started doing IT? Rejoice! Hallelujah! It says rejoice, remember, and let your heart what? Cheer up in the day of your youth. Let your heart be happy. Follow what? 
the impulses of your heart and the desires of what your eyes, the adventures you can take when you are young. So follow it. Do them. You want to explore? Explore. Stop covering yourself with blanket and crying on the pillow. You say you are young. Get up. Explore. You want to travel? Travel. You want to see the world? See the world. That's what he's saying. And he says, but know that God will judge your motives and your actions. In other words, what is important is the reason why. That's what he's saying. The reason why you're not jumping with one boy to go and run somewhere. That's the motive is wrong. So he's saying, enjoy yourself. Be happy. But just let the motive be okay. Are you following me? Then he went further to explain. He says, banish what? <laughs> Do you know what it means to banish? I banish you. Don't come back to this village. You are sent on exile. Somebody send emotional stress on exile now. He said, I send emotional stress. That thing that is troubling your head. Oh, God, oh, I wish I can make you know and believe that God will do what he says he will do. That God will fulfill his promise concerning your life. That God will come through for you. He says, banish it. Banish it. Because at the end, it will be okay. At the end, it will be fine. That's what he said. Banish it from your mind and put away what? Pain from your body. For youth and the prime of life are fleeting. It even last long. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy what God is doing for you right now. Enjoy where you are. Wake up in the morning. You want to put the makeup up, look good, get up out of the house, take a stroll in the town, sit in the coffee bar, have Costa coffee, and have a good day. And say, yes, thank you, Jesus. You have been good to me. And people will be running to you. I like you. You are always cheerful. You say you don't have friends. They see your face. They can't be close. But God said, banish the stress. Live life freely. Okay, see how the message puts it. Go back so you understand that it's the same thing. And you get what, what the word of God is saying. 11 from verse 7. It says, oh, how sweet the light of what? That's what I was talking about. Okay, and how wonderful to live what in the sunshine. That's what he said. How sweet it is. Instead of you being sorry for yourself every day because you don't have a job, can you not be happy even if there's no job? You are not married. Can you not be happy without being married? Can you not be happy without having a baby? Can you not be happy because you don't have a car? Can you be happy? That's what he's saying. there will always be something to worry about if you want to worry. As Sam is now, if I tell you the calculation for marriage that is happening in his head, all the things he will be thinking about, it will look like the thing will not happen. Just relax. You will just see that the day will come and it will go. And everything is done. So all the worry, what was it for? He said, banish emotional stress from your life. Banish it. Take it away. 
Do what you got to do and just rejoice in God, your maker. Oh, hallelujah. It says, even if you live a long time, don't take a single day. What? I think you are not following me. Do you see what it says? Don't take a single day for granted. I woke up this morning and I said, you know what? I said, no, I have so much to do today. And I, I can tell you, I feel very fulfilled today. Oh, because I accomplished a lot today. I accomplished many things I wanted to do today. And I feel very fulfilled. I'll go home and sleep very well today. Because the day was productive for me. So don't take a single day for granted. Don't take it. Don't, don't fill the day with so much worry that you don't see what the blessing is for the day. And you are worrying about tomorrow. Now you lost today. Enjoy it. That's what he said. He said, take delight in each what? Light filled hour. Enjoy it. Remember that there will be also what? Many dark days. And that must of what? Am I reading that one? And that must of what comes your way is what? I don't think I read that well because it didn't sound well in my mouth. I'm not saying. Okay. And that most of what comes your way is smoke. Thank you. Because it didn't sound right in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? It's all the things you are doing. It's just smoke, shadows, and dust. Are you following me? You are going to live life. You are going to be at peace. You are going to be at rest. In the name of Jesus. Enjoy today. He says, you who are young, make the most of what? Your youth. Relish your youthful vigor. Follow what the impulses of your heart. If something looks good to you, what? Pursue it. But know also that not just what? Anything goes. You have to answer to God for what? Every last bit of it. That's what he was saying. Pursue it. Understanding that not everything goes at you. As always, shall I say? What is it? You understand what I'm saying? All the movies that Christians are putting around with this. How would you watch it? Some of you are not you are watching secret one like that. I'm saying movie you are doing like you are very spiritual. Shh. Hallelujah. He says, but you understand that not everything goes. But he's saying, follow the impulses of your heart. The things that God wants you to explore, things you want to know. Be, let life be full of joy. That's what he said. Hallelujah. He says, leave what? Foot loose. And fancy free, you won't be young forever. Youth lasts about as long as what? In other words, do it now because very soon you don't live anymore. You don't have baby now, and you are not doing what you need to do. When baby comes, you realize that you cannot do them. Enjoy it now until they come. And uh, look at look at Zuna. It's baby. By the time baby finishes you. You see, some, when some women have their baby, you wonder what happened to them overnight. All of a sudden, all the lady disappear. Then they become. <laughs> then they have, it's not their fault. They know what they got through. 
I used to tell Brother Dave, before I got a car, Brother Dave used to carry me in his car. I was like, you know, I, I'm always very direct. So, and those who are close to me, they know that. Brother Dave, your car is dirty. <laughs> Clean it. Can you not just... There will be children, biscuit on the floor. This is... And I said to you, Brother Dave, you should clean your car. Get a bin. When they eat, you put it in the bag. He will just smile. I said, okay, Pastor. It's okay, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. I didn't know he was waiting for me to have a car. <laughs> then when I got a car, my children were in the car. One day, he came to me and said, Pastor, <laughs> your car looks dirty. <laughs> Then I realized that, yeah, when you don't have a child, you can shout all you want. Ah, this house is very dirty. Can they not arrange it? Are they the only ones that have children? Have your own and invite us to visit. <laughs> Let's come and visit and see how yours is. Then we will know. You understand what I'm saying? You know what they say to women who just have children? If the baby is crying, you know that the baby has eaten and the baby is clean. And the baby say, if, just let the baby cry. Leave the baby there. In other words, enjoy your day. Whether they are shouting. <laughs> now, I'm not saying neglect your baby. <laughs> Don't use that as an excuse. I say, Pastor, say, if you want to cry, you cry. That's not what we're saying. But see what the scripture, let's finish up very quickly. I think my time is gone. So, did I, is that, was that the last definition? Okay, okay, praise God. So, we see here that what Jesus was saying to us about our time is that enjoy now because tomorrow we come, it will always come. Today has a lot of trouble for you to just enjoy it and forget about the other ones. Now, is he saying don't have plans for your life? That's not what it means. It means even when the plans are coming, just go ahead and be enjoying what is present before you get into what will come tomorrow. So when you get into what is coming tomorrow, you are also happy there. Why? Because he wants you to be constantly in joy. Rejoice again, I say what? Rejoice. Do you know what we read yesterday? Uh, are you getting blessed with this? Hallelujah. You know what we read yesterday? Luke 1 verse 18. Okay. And the child grew and waxed what? Strong in spirit. I was in the wilderness to the time of his showing forth. Okay? Now, there are two things you can see there. Number one, the child grew. It means was developing physically. Isn't it? So, it was growing every day. As it was growing, it was getting taller, a little bit fatter, and just developing and moving on. Then it says he waxed strong in spirit. Do you know what it means to be strong in spirit? I'll help you. You know what the Bible says? If you fail in a day, your strength is what? So he's saying to you that the child was also growing inside that you will be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That strength was developing as much as a physical strength or the physical development is taking place. Can you, you let me tell you this. The inner man is where our emotional being exists. And that is where the devil fights us. And the Bible says, the child grew emotionally. Hear this, hear this. Hear it very well. The thing that will stop any man 
from entering their purpose in life is the wrong emotional state. Not normal physical development. Some people want to marry and they are growing physically, but emotionally they have not grown. So, even if they get married because they are emotionally underdeveloped, they, you understand what I'm saying? Do you not see when uh, Paul was speaking to the women, he says, uh, who's adorning, let it not be the, the outward appearance of wearing gold, but let it be what? The hidden man of the heart. What is he talking about? Let there be emotional development. Now, for everyone that God is taking through a process where you are not out there, because what happens is this. Your true development happens when your emotions are developed. But emotions are not developed in the city that developed in the wilderness. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you are going through that emotional development that God is doing, trying to refine you. Okay, let me help you with this. Genesis 49, okay, from verse 21. See what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Message Bible. Okay. He says, I, I like you to see this. I like you to see this. Don't miss this. Because this is the core of why God takes us through to bring us to acceptance. He says, Joseph is a white donkey. A white donkey by a spring. Spirited donkey on a hill. What does it mean to be spirited? You know, somebody who is full of life. You know, you are on top. You are always alive. You are always, do you understand what I mean? Spirited. Okay? Now, this man was spirited, was sound, was happy. Was, and he says, the 20, the ashes with malice, what? Attacked. Shooting their hate-tipped arrows. They shot him. So you are so spirited. Ah, so you think that that was an arrow. And the Bible says, but he held steady under fire. His bow fell. His arms limber with the what backing of the champion of Jacob, the shepherd, the rock of Israel. What was he saying when he says they shot at him with malice? It was an emotional thing that happened. The betrayer of his brothers. Have you been betrayed? Have you been betrayed? Have you known betrayer? You have not. You think you have, those little ones. When your own brothers sell you, you will know what betrayer is. You say they gang up against me and they were on one side, they left me alone. You call that betrayer. They have not sold you for money. That is one. When your own brothers say, we want to kill him, let's kill him, dig a pit, put him, let's kill him there. You will know what betrayer is. The Bible says that is the hate-filled, tipped arrow. 
that they were shooting. So those things were being shot, but where? Not his physical body. The child grew, the body was growing, but the emotion inside was being attacked. Because Satan knows that if I can get his emotion, if I can hit him in that place, he cannot do what he wants to do. What did Jesus say in his own trial? Say the one who dipped his hand in the same bowl with me. The one I call a close friend. He has betrayed me. Now, when Jesus went through that, he stood strong. He didn't move him. His hand was made strong by the champion of Jacob. He didn't fail. But, if you have not gone through the wilderness, when you are being made strong, are you following what I'm saying? In spirit, you will scatter like whatever. You become vengeful. You become bitter. You become angry. You become so... Do you know a lot of people who are full of anger? Have you seen that? Oh, they went through something. Many of them, things they cannot tell you about. Something happened to them. They cried. Somebody did something. Somebody betrayed them. Somebody wounded them. And because of that, guess what? It's affected them that they are not living what they want to do. But thank God, the word of God tells us that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The Lord is helping you tonight. The Lord is helping you. Does this make sense to you at all? Why? Because God is doing something in your life, even in this season when you think nothing is happening. In the wilderness, he's building you strong. And hear me, you must hear this. You must hear this. Where you are going, where God is taking you, there are many people who they will be haters. Where God is, you want to go there? There will be people who will, do you know how they plan against Daniel? Everybody against him? There will be people who will not like you. Get used to it. There will be people, I don't be children of God, so if you are not liking somebody in church, come for deliverance. Okay? I mean where God is taking you. Is preparing you for the top. And the top are, you know, they use a slide in our face, say dog eat dog. That's what happened in the top. People you drink with today, in the morning they wake up and they say another thing. Don't you see how people decamp the political party overnight? The one you thought was your friend, bam, the next morning you wake up. And, Where God is taking you to? Satan is planning as well. But God is saying, mm -mm -mm, before I will show you what, go through this growing strong in the spirit. So when you are out there, there is nothing they will say to you that will make you change your mouth. You can't change. They can't turn you about. They can't change your faith. There are places God wants to take you to where you will have meetings. So. I'm telling you something. I'm, there are places you will enter. God wants to put you. But you will stand. They can't shake you. Why? Because God is building you, getting you ready. For where he's taking you to. So right now, stop crying about who left you. 
Stop crying about who didn't do one thing. Forget about who were not faithful. Forget about the betrayers, the haters. Forget them. It's all of God's process. Getting you emotionally stable for tomorrow. So when you are there, you are emotionally sound. When they say, oh, this is all, oh, don't worry. None of these things move me. None of these things move me. Right up on your feet. Let's just. If you have not yet given your life to God, we suggest you pray the following prayer to accept Christ as your Savior. Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong in my life. I ask your forgiveness and now turn from everything which I know is wrong. Thank you for dying on the cross for me to set me free from my sins. Please come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this radio program. If this week's teaching has impacted your life, we would like to hear from you. Please reach us via our email address, radio at cityofgoduk.org or our social media outlets, Facebook, City of God Christian Center, Newcastle, Instagram, COG Christian Center, and Twitter, City of God CC. Please keep a date with us. Same time, same station. God bless you.